0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our podcast. For those of you who don't know, we just launched our AI Repricer 2.0 on July 25th. And we gave two additional free AI rules upgrades to all of our customers who are using AI. So now we have five AI rules. The two new ones are called AI Sales Maximizer and AI Profit Maximizer. So in today's episode, we're going to tell you which of the five AI rules you should use, how should you pick, which rule to use, what do the new ratings of sales and profits mean for you, and how do we design these five AI rules? So I've got Eric here. He has a lot of experience. He's been in the business for many, many years. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, So happy to have you.
1: Ah, Thanks for inviting me, man. Yeah, glad to be here.
0: Welcome to the next Amazon Top Seller Podcast. Stay updated with the latest Amazon news and learn the nitty gritty of selling on Amazon through Be Cool's ears of expertise in the Amazon world. I'm Samuel, and I am the host of this podcast, brought to you by the fantastic Amazon experts in Be Cool. Let's start our journey to become the next Amazon Top Seller. So Eric, I'm wondering, like, how did we design these five AI rules?
1: The AI rules are designed to boost profit and sales as efficiently as possible. And the rules are structured to help sellers to sell their products in different stages of product life cycle. So I think if you look at the AI and how this AI rules would differentiate, we may need to introduce, you know, and explain a bit about the product life cycle for any Amazon product.
0: So yeah. So talking about the Amazon, you know, product life cycle, like, what are the different stages of it? And, and how, like, w- what does it mean? Like the different product life cycle?
1: So in business terms, <laughs> usually products would, you know, would be introduced to the market, you know, sales and would slowly die out. And we categorize them into four different stages. So when you have the introductions and then you have the growth and then maturity and the, you know, inevitable decline.
0: So, you know, we, we see that on the X-axis is time. So time is moving forward and forward and forward. Yeah. And on the Y-axis, you have sales and profits. That's right. We're going to visualize this. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, like Eric said, you, know, you, you have the four different stages. And at some point, your product might decline. And you know, this is what we're doing today. We're, we're trying to help you, you know, how to use the AI rules in different stages of your Amazon product. So Eric, what's the introduction stage? Like, what is that?
1: So the introduction stage for any new products typically has little to no competition because it's completely new and the market hasn't caught on. And when you create a demand and convincing potential consumers that would definitely pay for the product that's, that they reckon is worth their money. But um, the downside of that is that it's high risk because you do not know if how the public would react, how the general consumers would react to a new products on the market. So let's just use the example here. When we have a new product so that's on Kickstarter and before it's actually being manufactured, and you know usually requires funding, and then you introduce the product to the market. But you would never know how well it would sell because it is you know the least amount of um marketing involved, and there's also uh, less amount of um feedback from the customer since this is such a new product. So you don't really know what's gonna, what's gonna, how it's gonna end. It's um, unfamiliar territory, isn't it?
0: You're exactly right. So that's the introduction stage, you know, brand new products bring into the product, into the market. What about the growth stage? What is that? Yeah, tell us a little bit, what's the next stage after introduction?
1: So yeah, if a new product is actually uh, accepted by the market, uh, usually it will get adopted or possibly duplicated and resold by other suppliers or by the manufacturers since the demand for such products has increased. And that would also mean that the product would start getting more feedback and reviews even, you know from uh, different e-commerce platforms or just from any other stores. And the concerns of um, the growth stage of any new you know, introduced products on the market is that if the product would meet the expectations for the consumers and also about the quality, because you want to always improve the products for better sales, and just to make the best deal for the cons- customers. And a higher demand for the products would also is set to keep growing, and that's inevitable. So the product in the growth rate phase, typically low risk, because it's already been proven to the market. And so far, still quite low competitions. That's why it offers a much higher return. So we can see this as a general rule of thumbs: is that whenever some, any other private label sellers who are selling products on Amazon's, usually most of these products are actually being proven before and it's not completely new, usually they've actually done a bit of a um, test run and you know, they've actually been introduced on a smaller scale to a smaller audience and the reaction may be overwhelmingly positive and that's when the manufacturers or any other private labels companies would decide to move on to a, a bigger e- e-commerce platforms to sell those items. So they can actually get a lot more tractions and increase the sales velocities of those items and gain the required capital to make improvement on the existing item. So that's growth stage, yeah.
0: Moving on, like, you know, in the maturity stage, right? Uh, this is when the product, um, you know, is already saturated in the market. It's a well-known product. Uh, many retailers, they're also selling similar products with different options, you know, and the competition is high in this stage. And, you know, what people try to focus here is using marketing uh, to you know, differentiate from the competition. And it's also here when there's medium risk, uh, because the product is already established, it's already being searched, people are already searching for it on Amazon, you can see examples of these, right? Like, for example, the mobile cell phone cases, um, you know, there's different variations, uh, but it's well established, or even the tempered glass on there. And even the selfie sticks, you know, these are all very common products that are already mature that people are searching and they're already purchasing online. Eric, what's the decline? Like what's, what's the stage? What, what does that mean when a product is declining? Like,
1: yeah, just like old thing comes to an end. And when your item hits that maturity stage, like you said before, uh, usually it's on the um, brink of decline because the competitions will get more severe and the entry level of such items may become less complicated because it's very easy to manufacture those items when the demand is, is, already, is already there. So that could be one of the reasons for the product to decline. And there's another reason is that when the product becomes obsolete, so it's either, either no longer wanted or needed. And this is pretty a common, this is quite a common sight for a lot of, um, um, I'll say, electronic items, Consumers, for example, like phones or computers, you know, graphics card or even CPU. Some of those items can become obsolete because newer generations will pop out, and you know that's the case when those items are being replaced by newer, better, better ideas or better models. So the sales will drop definitely, and the marketing challenges would also revolve around connecting with the remaining customer base to move the product out of the warehouse before it becomes a dead stock or like a slow-moving inventory. And for Amazon sellers, usually, or any other e-commerce sellers in particular, they'll run promotions or even, you know, PPC and do heavy discounts and provide perks like free shippings or even do bundle sales just to keep those products in the client stage as attractive as possible. And there are so many, um you know, examples like this, you know, the CRT monitors, you know, and compared to the LCD and the plasma, you know, and also you have I don't remember if you. I don't know if you guys remember the MP three players. You know. Those oh yeah. I, love, yeah, I love I
0: love those things, man. Yeah, not not too bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But you know they, <laughs> the, the shuffle, right? The the little shuffle yeah, we had yeah, before. Right. You
1: can actually wear that, you know, when you do workouts <laughs> and do the jogging outside. You can wear that on your your wrist or something on on the arms, like an armband. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, those things became obsolete when the um, better new ideas came out. So yeah. So that's um, I think that pretty much sums up for the four stages of the product life cycles. And when you have a new items being introduced to the market, most of the sellers would actually try to capitalize on the growth stage and the maturity stage to maximize their profits and sales. And this is absolutely crucial for a lot of um uh, sellers to compete on the on the Amazon platforms because when you are selling something like um generic products you know you source it from a manufacturers you also have other people sourcing the same things and even though those products are very popular you have so many competitors trying you know vying for the buy box so you need a repriser to compete against them and this is why we mentioned the product life cycle and how this is actually structured into sort of um accommodate the need of um sellers selling um items on amazons and how should you use AI, you know, for each of those product stages? So wh- how would you recommend this, Samuel?
0: You know, I, I think you'd really need to see uh, what stage your product is in. So um, we've been talking about the four different stages and, you know, this applies if you're doing private label and even if you're doing retail, if you're doing arbitrage, but I think a lot of our customers, they're, use, they're doing arbitrage so you know there's a certain demand for the product maybe they're selling nike maybe they're selling something that there's already demand for it um so you know i I would categorize those products in you know grow for maturity yeah depending on what it is but um a lot of them they'll continue to sell and there's also uh products like used books things like that um you know those might continue to sell over time uh they they might there always be a demand for them they're they're in a maturity maturity stage, so I, I think the first step, the first step, you got to determine which stage your product is in, and you also need to check, you know, how many competitors are selling the same product as you. Is this product brand new? Is it in a growth stage, in a mature stage, or in decline? Uh, it, it's my um, it's my feeling that a lot of our customers who uh, using repricing they are in the growth or mature stage. A lot of them. And, and there are people who also have a lot of overstocked items and, you know, it's, it's going in decline. And we actually have a very good blog article, um, you know, that talks yeah. about, about that, you know, little advertisement That's for us.
1: Shameless talk.
0: Yeah. And then, Eric, I, I want to ask you, like, so if you are in the introduction stage, okay, like, you know, we're, we're going to go through each of the different stages to give people some recommendations of which AI rule to use. If you're in the introduction stage of the product... Which AI rule do you recommend people to use?
1: Um, I would assume most of the users for repricing central or anyone using an AI repricer, they, most of them are actually not private label sellers. They are just sourcing from other distributors or suppliers and to sell the items on Amazons. And some of them do source very new products. And some of these products are so new that suppliers aren't really willing to take the risk of releasing them on you know, uh, e-commerce platforms. So they actually sell those to people who want to purchase them in bulk and sell them on e-commerce for, to generate more profits for, the, you know, for them. And um, I would say if a seller is launching a new product, you know, is selling a new items that, has, that hasn't really been seen on the market before, um, that person is going to need to do a lot of different things. And first, you need to try to get 15 or more verified reviews with good ratings and, you know, just so you can actually get a better sales rank. And I would say the kind of seller that would do these are always quite adventurous. And usually when they use uh, new products to when they sell new products on Amazon, it's sort of like a testing in the water. And they want to see if the how they probably will react to these items. So if you happen to have other competitors who are also got the same ideas as you selling new items on Amazons, you know you you may need to fight for the buy box. So you gotta be aggressive. And you need to try to get sales and maximize it so you can actually have a better sales rank and just to generate more reviews because when you get more re- when you get more sales there's a better chance of customers would give you feedback and reviews and you can also combine with other tactics such as um, amazon earlier reviewer program but this is mostly for private level sellers so if you're not private level sellers maybe you don't really need to worry about that and also, if you do happen to be that very first sellers with uh with the, with the um, new product page, you can optimize it and try to um assign good competitive keywords uh, to run PPC ads. But um in terms of um how you should pick the the repricing strategies, the AI repricing strategies for new products to the introduced to the market, I would definitely recommend to choose the choose the AI sales maximizer. I think that's the uh, AI rule that makes the the most sense to me yeah
0: yeah that that definitely makes sense because you're aggressively getting more sales uh which will give you more reviews uh give you a better um sellers uh ranking and a better sales rank so it really uh, is important to choose the ai sales maximizer in, in this stage of the product and you know in the in the next stage in the growth stage what do you recommend like what are some of the factors uh of when when picking of you know the ai rules which during the growth stage,
1: I think um, this also this would actually relates to most of the um, O A or A sellers a lot more for the um, growth stage. Usually, when a seller stores an items, um, they try to find a bolo, you know, be on the lookouts. you know, those items that are haven't really been caught on, uh, but they have a huge potentials. And once when that potential has been reached, you know, most people have started eyeing for this product and start buying it. That's the growth stage, and when it comes to growth stage you start seeing competitions and then you know usually you can actually price your items based on the demand and the and the quality even though you have competitors competing for you if you have a lot more feedback that you build on um, the previous stage you you'll be better off you know you you actually compete with an the advantage there so you know you need to watch out for your min and max price and also check out how your competitors are pricing the items, what their pricing strategies are. And you also need to invest in larger volumes of inventories so you can actually meet the rising demand because Amazon does take the inventory into accounts when they choose the buy box winner. So inventory plays a big part, not just the prices, for any sellers who are looking at winning the maximum percentage of buy box. And this is... So I think for picking a suitable... AI rule, I'll definitely go for the AI sales boosters or even AI equalizers, depending on your sales goal. So the AI sales boosters is the be cool AI that would also try and maximize your sales, but it's not as aggressive as the previously mentioned AI sales maximizer. The AI sales booster will actually take a bit of a profit into accounts before you try to, you know, go all out on getting the buy box. And AI equalizer is another interesting rule that sort of a sits in the middle between uh, maximum sales or, or maximum profits. So it's more of a moderate rule that would we'll definitely recommend for sellers who aren't really sure how well their products are going to get sold during this stage. So this is a good time to pick that rule as well. And remember, I think for the growth stage, you want to capitalize on that item being sort of um, trendy or like a novelty. So you need to raise the profit because people who are interested in products, like you know, any of the trending products that haven't really been absolutely caught on will generally pay a fairly good price for getting that item. So I think you can raise your profit a bit. And that's the reason why I also recommend the AI Equalizer to try to um, get sales and profits at the same
0: time. You're absolutely right. You, know, you, you picked the sales booster and the AI Equalizer in this growth stage. You know, definitely you have a balance between your profits and also the sales and you can continue to raise your profits. And this will continue to boost your sales rank to prevent competitors from catching up to you. And uh moving on, we are in the AI, like which AI rule should we use in the mature stage? Like in this mature stage, what do you recommend? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think mature stage it's um is a bane of any seller's existence really. <laughs> it's um it's a thing that you do not want to see when you source the trending items and try to sell them on the internet. And um, I see a lot of mistakes when sellers, when sellers try to, um, you know, buy cheap, sell high, you know, buy cheap from other stores, on the retail store, brick and mortar stores or on the online platforms and try to sell them on Amazons. Um, usually, usually it's not really a good idea if you always go for the items that are already trending because it could become a fade very soon. When you reach that mature stage, the item is going to become a fade very, very quickly because there are so many competitions out there that are doing the same thing. And, you know, you also calls into that supply and demand. Well, the supply is already at its surplus, the demand is dropping rapidly. You're going to see a lot of undead inventories if your items aren't being sold. So inventory management is absolutely crucial and you should be aimed at meeting a steady demand and you know, so you can go up and down based on the seasonal or external factors. And you should also try and end at balancing order costs with storage cost. So you can actually reach an economic order point to cut costs. Yeah, and that, I think for that reasons alone, I'll definitely recommend to use the AI Sales Booster for the overstock situations. And if you have sufficient stock, you can choose the AI Equalizer and if you have a low stock, you can go for the AI Profit Booster. But this is just uh, uh, general ideas on how you should do this. But what I would also recommend is that if your products have already reaching that, I'll say, uh, slowly becoming a slow-moving inven- inventories. For me, I want to sell them as quickly as I can so I can actually cut down my loss. Because the longer the items are sitting in your warehouse uh the more likely you're not gonna sell those items because the market has already decided that your products are being priced too high or whatnot or they they see your products becoming more obsolete so they're not gonna purchase it. So unless if you have a very um I'll say aggressive pricing approach to incentivize a lot of the customers, a lot of our uh, consumers to buy your products as quickly as possible, you know, usually you're gonna end up with a lot of slow moving moving inventories if you're not gonna sell those quickly enough. And that would also means I'll recommend to use any uh, rules like uh, sales uh, like a uh, sales maximizer or even the um, uh, or the sales booster, as I' mentioned before, because you try to get products sold as quickly as possible, and uh, but if you have a low stock, uh, a very low low stock or sufficient stock, usually you just want to maximize your profit, so yeah, I think that pretty much um, sums up yeah it's stage. pretty much yeah
0: like uh, when you like you mentioned, like in the decline stage, like mm. some of these fads, you know, these yeah. seasonal trends, uh, yeah, let's I think say- mature
1: stage would pretty much means it's a, a decline stage because you think about this yeah. when you've sourced an items and you send them to the warehouse, right? It takes time and it also takes time for the for Amazon to, you know, catalog your items and for them to put into the warehouse. And usually when you are sourcing some things that are a trend, you know, that like trendy products other sellers are going to source that too. So you're actually competing with other sellers while sourcing the same stuff as you. And when you push your items out at the same time, the other sellers are also doing the same thing as you. If you price your items too high uh, during this mature stage, most of the time you will see your items are being sold uh, quick enough. And depending on the demand and supply, if you have like a oversupplied scenarios, um, you know, which means a lot of sellers are selling these items on Amazons, you're gonna see a race to the bottom because some sellers may have the ideas of, oh, gee, you know, I have so many competitors selling so the same thing as I am. Uh, why wouldn't I wanna just decrease my main price a bit, sell below my bottom line or whatever, just to cut down the loss or gain a little profit before my items reaching to that slow moving, moving inventories, which will hurt, hurt my seller rating as well, my seller metrics. And that's when in this race to the bottom, stuff you know, starts to happen. And AI can actually combat that because it's smart enough to not do the sales, you know, to do the race to the bottom strategy. You could actually sell your items at a higher profit margins, uh, depending on what sort of competitors you are facing against. So this is also the reason why you should use an AI, you know, in in the mature stage, uh, especially, I'll say.
0: You were saying that in the mature stage, you know, in the later stage, it goes to the decline. Mm. And then our our suggestion for the decline is like when, you know, this is when the stocks, they should be phased out. You should get rid of the stock. Uh, they're not making you money. Uh, the long-term storage costs you're incurring. There's also a monthly fees you have to pay for the storage. Those are all adding up. Mm. And so in this, you know, stage, you know, which AI rule do you recommend our, our customers to use? I'll definitely
1: recommend um, AI Sales Maximizer for if your items are not selling and it's already on the decline, you know. Especially if you have an overstock issues, you know if you haven't been keeping a tab on your inventories, you've been shipping too many to the FBA warehouse, and you are facing a lot of items being stuck there. Just use sales maximizers. Otherwise, you're gonna destroy those items, and it's a waste of money. You're, you'd rather sell it to the customers to get some of that lost back instead of um paying Amazon to destroy your items. You know when you pay Amazon to destroy items, you lose those inventories, and you got to pay for them to destroy your inventories too, which is uh, no, you know it's not uh, suitable strategy to deal with sort of situations. So you'd rather to sell your items as as quickly as possible, I'll say. So I think the mature stage and decline stages. These two stages are usually quite difficult to price for a lot of sellers. I think the issue here is that a lot of sellers aren't willing to admit that they want to sell for a lower price. That's the issues. So usually they try to set a, set a very unreasonable mean price to try to sell their items at a profitable rate. Uh, which is not the way how to do deal with business on Amazon, especially Amazon is a customer centric platforms. Uh, they are very price conscious, even more than the customers actually. So when you have that uh, mindset of trying to sell your items as high as you can at the mature stage or even at the decline stage, you need to watch out because you actually make it delisted for pricing error. When you sell so high that cost- the Amazon will start flagging your items and this is a time when you're gonna lose more sales. So um, I think generally speaking, Sourcing, it's a absolutely crucial point in any established business on the Amazon platforms. And not just on Amazon, I think on, even for the retail store too, I mean, if you suck at sourcing and if you have trouble sourcing the right products, you know, be, you know, the sourcing the bolo, finding the good products before they become trending uh, usually you're going to be following other people's tails. You know, you'll just be left behind the dust. And when your items get shipped to Amazon Warehouse, you're already going to see them at the mature stage and quickly. Very soon, they're going to turn to the decline stage. And that's why I think I would recommend for a lot of the sellers, if you don't have that many items, I mean, if you have a lot of items and that are being shipped to the Amazon warehouse and you know you, you can't really sell them, just go for the AI sales maximizers. But if you're one of those sellers who only stores the uh, products, you know, the same product for like two or three units, and uh, you just try to wait it out and just sell it as high as you can. You can do that as well, even for the products at the mature or decline stage. And then that's why we that's when we would recommend you to use the AI profit booster. As I said it before, if you have a low low stock for a lot of those items at the mature or decline stage, just use the um, AI profit booster. Or even if you're feeling um, confident, you can use AI profit maximizers. But that really depends on what of item, what sort of items you have. If you have collectibles and there's some niche customers out there, you know who are looking for those collectible items or items that are the, at the vintage um, conditions that cannot be purchased anywhere else, you could price them as high as you can because you're gonna, you still have some of those people willing to pay the extras just to get that, you know, curio. And I think that's that's a very good pricing and strategy. So you gotta know your target audience well before you really move on to what sort of AI rule you're gonna use. You know, all, all the AI rules are definitely built to cater to products at a different stage of lives. So that also means that the, not all AI rules are equal, and uh, you you need to think about which AR rules to to assign on your listings before we really go ahead and just try to um, apply it to all, all of the inventories, which is not very which is not a very smart idea really. And we we see a lot of customers do this, you know, when they first use a uh, first use a repricer, they will just select like a very generic min and max price on those items. You know, maybe they do it by a percentage of the profits, or they do it by a percentage of the RI and whatnot, and generally speaking, that's not a good idea. You want to, because products are sold to different target audience, uh, you also want to keep that in mind to set the right price, to the right min and max, and also assign the correct rule, you know, depending on your product life cycle and also the market reactions before you actually, you know, click on that assigned rule button. Otherwise, you're gonna have a bit of a headache of selling the items at the probability you want or the sales velocity you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that that really sums up, you know, how you decide which AI rule to use, and there's also other ways you could decide which AI rules to use depending on your inventory age as well. Oh, is that
1: the sell-through rate?
0: Yeah, that's the sell-through rate. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. so that's actually another technique you could use in selling, and this is for the FBA, SBA customers, people who are using FBA, because then that's then they're going to see the sell-through rate. So, you know, we're going to make another episode in the future to help you explain this. And, you know, you can find the sell-through rate, you know, right under inventory age. So you go to Seller Central, go to Inventory Planning, and go to Inventory Age. Uh, And the sell-through rate can help you determine which AI-powered rule to use. So, you know, saying all this, you know your business the best. So you can adjust according to your market conditions and your competitors, and the AI is there to help you. So we're giving you the overall big picture. We hope you learned how to better use our five AI rules to win the buy box. You can absolutely dominate your competition using Bequil's AI repricer that raises and lowers your buy box price based on different competitors, giving you the optimal price. For the best practices to win the Amazon Buy Box using our AI repricer, watch our videos on YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast for more great tips about Amazon. We'll be releasing a five AI roll handout soon, so check it out.
1: Yeah, remember to stay tuned, kids.
0: Yeah, that's right. Stay tuned. Yeah. See you later. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Eric. Thanks a lot. Not a problem, man. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay connected with our weekly new episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, follow us on Spotify or any other streaming platform you prefer. Let's continue our journey to become the next Amazon top seller.